The beginning stages of any journey in life can have a massive impact on the success within that given pursuit. Let's take the example of someone who's just started their first day at a new company. The environment is incredibly daunting, the people were cold and weren't very welcoming, and they have a super tough time settling in. And you have another person who's starting their role at a new company, and their manager greets them with a huge smile, introduces them to every single member of the team, the team are incredibly warm, they're helpful, and in no time at all they feel like they are part of the furniture what do you think the difference between those two people is going to be in terms of how long they stay within that company and the beginning doesn't necessarily mean everything but it can have a real big impact and in examples like health and fitness or a hobby where it's something you can actually quit quite easily it becomes even more important to get off to a really great start so today i want to go through five things that you can do to get your health and fitness journey off to the best start and avoid any of the potential negatives so let's dive in with number one, which is do some research, but not too much. If you're about to embark on a weight loss journey and let's say you've got 20 to 25 kilos to lose, it's good to know what type of foods you're gonna be eating. It's good to know that you'll be exercising a few times a week. It's good to know how many hours you should be sleeping at night, but it's not gonna be good to start asking the questions, how long is this gonna take? What am I gonna be doing when it gets to six months down the line? Um, How long is it gonna be until my first cheat meal? And doing all this research, asking all of these questions is A, simply not necessary necessary and B will start to overwhelm you. It'll make you feel like you've got so much to do. You've got such a huge mountain to climb. Sometimes it's good to be a little bit blissfully ignorant about how much it is that you will have to do because of when you get started, it's going to seem like a lot. However, what you can't really work out when you're doing all this research is that when you do get six months down the line, your training, your nutrition, your sleep, your supplementation, that's all going to be streamlined. That's all going to be easy. So you have the headspace and room to start thinking about these other things. However, if you think about absolutely everything that's involved in a 20 to 25 kilo fat loss journey, that's simply going to be incredibly overwhelming. So doing too much research will actually end up probably leading you to paralysis by analysis. So do some for your understanding so you know what to expect, but not so much that you end up getting worried about the amount that you need to do. Number two, begin your journey with a friend, but don't be afraid to part ways if slash when the time comes. Starting your journey with a friend can be fantastic. Maybe you're going in at the same experience level, so you're both going in on ground zero, which takes away a lot of the worry about being the only new one there and doing things wrong, or you start with someone who's experienced, who's a friend, who they can show you the ropes, they can show you how to do things. And this is amazing, this is a really good advantage. But as we know, life comes up, and even if you have got an experienced friend, they might be going through something right now, and they can't be as consistent. So you don't wanna rely too much on going with them as being your only way into the gym. And I'd say that this is even more of an important aspect to consider if your friend is inexperienced, just like you were when you got started. As what I found is that one friend usually excels a little faster than the other. I'm not not telling you to leave your friend behind, but if they're not showing signs of consistency and commitment, then it's probably best to continue with your journey on your own because you've gone past that initial stage of discomfort. You've gotten started now. You're in the groove of things. So you don't want someone to pull you back when realistically you don't really need them there as much as you once did. Number three is get clear on how much you'll commit and don't do too much too soon. I'm gonna use meditation as a good example. The way I got into meditation is I followed Headspace's 10 day journey. And I'm pretty sure the first ever meditation was like three minutes long 
three minutes is basically nothing. But if you are coming from absolutely zero, then actually it's probably quite a good introductory amount. At some point, I've worked up to 40 minutes a day. I've done 20 minutes in the morning and 20 minutes in the evening. I'm not currently doing that, but I have done in the past. However, if I dived in at 40 minutes per day, I don't think I would have believed that that was sustainable and I probably wouldn't have stuck with it. But because the nature of that 10-day headspace journey was three minutes, and then I think as for the first few days, and then went up to five minutes. And I think by the time you got to the end of day 10, you were on 10 minutes. And I think it was optional whether you wanted to go longer or not. And had I jumped in at the high amount, no way would have I continued. I would have just been like 20 minutes. That's an A, a ridiculous amount of time. And B, I don't think I would have gotten as much out of it. But because of it was three, it was quite an achievable amount. I was almost wanting a little bit more. Same goes for your exercise routine as well. If you know that currently I'm not exercising at all, going in and doing seven days a week isn't going to be advantageous or maybe even possible. But if you do three or four times a week, that might be a really good starting point. And you might actually feel like, oh, I could do more maybe. This feels a little bit more sustainable and that is going to set you up for long-term success rather than seven where you're just going to feel tired all the time, you're going to feel sore all the time and it just won't feel sustainable. Number four, hire a coach or teacher to help you. I've spoken quite a bit about this in other podcasts, so I won't spend too long on this point. However, what you've got to recognize is if you are a beginner, what you want to do is you want to maximize the positives and minimize the negatives. And a lot of the negatives are going to come from your uncertainty around doing things and potentially your lack of results for the efforts that you're putting in. When you're working with someone, especially as a beginner, your coach and your teacher can help you avoid making maybe 80% of the mistakes that you would make on your own. They're probably predominantly working with people just like you. So not only do they have their own experience, they probably have years, if not decades of experience working with people who are in the exact same position as you currently are. And I experience this in my own work all the time. If I've got someone who's brand new to the world of health and fitness, they send me over a food diary and I can barely see a couple of grams of protein in there. I have the choice of saying, okay, do I do what the science says and set them on this amount of protein? protein or do I give them an amount that's feasible that I know that they can hit based on the experience of others because of most of the time when I in the past I went for the optimal approach most of them couldn't reach that mark so is increasing their protein just that little bit going to be more optimal more practical than actually setting the higher amount absolutely and you can only learn that from experience same goes with training programs as well okay this person trains in a commercial gym am i going to set them a superset to go from the squat rack to a machine when i know full well they're training at peak times and there's going to be no chance of them holding both of those machines at the same time absolutely not that would be silly of me and it would make their lives a lot harder and i know that they'll come back with a question saying oh i couldn't hold that same amount of equipment my training didn't flow as well so this is what you learn as a coach and this is what you learn as a teacher and when you have that experience you can automatically make those decisions so that your client has a much more of a smooth run and a much better chance of success. So if you want to bypass a lot of the initial mistakes that you could potentially make, hire a coach or a teacher to help you. Number five, be aware that the beginning of anything feels difficult and will always come with some form of discomfort. And that might mean physical discomfort. That might mean psychological discomfort. That might mean social discomfort. There is going to be discomfort associated with everything new that 
you do. Especially if you've not been a beginner for a while either. When we're younger, we try new things all the time. But when we get older, we don't choose to try new things that much. We kind of stay in our comfort zones. So if the gym is new to you, if eating in a certain way is new to you, it will feel uncomfortable. It will feel difficult. But if you A, use the four tips I've already shared with you, and B, go in with that level of acceptance that it is going to be hard, but it will get better the longer you do it, then you're gonna have a much, much better chance of succeeding and maintaining this pursuit for the long term. So those are my five ways that you can maximize the positives, minimize the negatives, but it's important to remember that you probably are going to experience some bumps along the way. But the most important thing is that you pursue, you push through, and your results will be on the other side of that. So I hope that helps team. Take care and I'll speak with you all tomorrow. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.